Right, hello, you're watching your new favourite song, an Enron's podcast, and we'll be talking about Earthly Delights, the new EP by Peasant Stone. B. Hello and welcome to your new favourite song podcast brought to you by the Enrons. Each week we will feature a recently released song from an independent artist. My name is Bernard Ennis and I will be your host. Today I'll be speaking to Bernie Stone and Alex Bezeskian about their collaboration EP, Earthly Delights. Hi guys, good evening. Hello. Hello, evening. Good evening. Right, well we spoke before um, to each of you in turn and yes. so the listener, anybody who's listening will probably know you already. So what I would like to do is I would like to talk to you guys this evening about the EP that you brought mm. out just recently, Earthly Delights, with the ice cream theme. Uh, so maybe <laughs> yeah. we could talk a little bit about the ice cream theme first before the we go into the, to the EP. Uh, the ice cream theme well, sort of just happened. We had, uh, we had the first song, which was called Ice Cream Lady, and... I think that was just the inspiration for it, like the ice creams, we've got the theme already, and let's build upon this. <laughs> Hence the cast of uh, very strange looking ice creams that you can see on the, on the album cover down here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what we yeah. went for, we went wild. You went it's wild cool. with the ice cream, and of course on... Yeah. There's an ice cream van as well going around somewhere around the world. I, I, I've, it's, it's been spotted, Bernie's seen it. In quite a few precarious places. Oh yeah, it gets around. <laughs> it's, it's, it's also been spotted on our Facebook page, so uh, it's been around. Yeah, big, so big fuel costs. A big fuel costs. So what I wanted to talk to you about, well, uh, what we'd like to do is let's go through all of the each of the individual songs on the EP, and then talk a little bit about what's happening in that song that people should listen to that they probably wouldn't hear if. Yeah they didn't listen to this podcast. Oh, well, we can start so, with the, the first one. Uh, we can start with the first one. Yeah. Which is? Which is the main one, Ice Cream Lady. Ice Cream Lady. Is that the first yeah. track on the EP? Indeed it is, yeah. And right, it was the okay. first track that we sort of worked on for the EP as well. Yeah, I think I, I, saw, I, think I wrote the guitar and a bit of the lyrics. And then I was like, hey, buddy, uh, like just, I just kind of said it to him, like, what can you do? And then he sent me back like all these like sax lines, and I was like, yeah, this is going to be <laughs> a very good album. Yeah, but it, <laughs> it started just very legit. The drum beat, though, didn't it? It started with a drum beat. Yeah, yeah. We wanted some drums, some new drums to work with, and yeah, come up with the ice cream, and that that was the beginning of the ice cream dream. The beginning of the, the end. Ice, <laughs> the beginning of the end. So, what's the bit that you want to uh, highlight in this song? Um, at two minutes, there's yeah. um, what would you call it, Bernie? Is it a bridge or like a, like an ending section? It's like mm. when the, all the saxophones come in, and it's like, and there's it's like it's sort of the ending section. It's a fade out section. The coda, very nice. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, but it kind of it doesn't really in. return to <laughs> its original form after that that sort of transition. Yeah. Like the second half of the song and, and outro sort of thing. Yeah, like, and it's just, I think the saxophones come in, like, really hot. That's, that's probably the, for me, that's my main point of the song, because 
obviously in the saxophones. I've never I've never done a song with saxophone or like worked with anyone who's so you know what? Well, I really haven't until this. Like, I've done a couple, uh, you know, a bit one the Teapot Factory and yeah, before, um, and just a couple of songs knocking around, but not recording it to the extent of you know what we did with Ice Cream Lady. So but that, it sounds, that was you don't very, think that when you listen to it, like it, it sounds like proper, like you know, <laughs> studio sax. If you heard the outtakes though, you're fucking hell. Yeah, <laughs> trial and error, mate. Trial and error. <laughs> So they're not actual saxophones. Oh yeah, it's all sax. It's all yeah, yeah, really playing the saxophone. Yeah, it just there was yeah. just a lot of takes to kind of um, get it how how it eventually sounded, and a lot of rearranging and like uh, like I said, trial and error. You know, if you heard the original demo, it's it's not far off how we ended up, but the saxophone's a bit all over the place. It's kind of crowding the, the overall track. But I, I think, think yeah, same they, with all the elements, really. Like, it, was, it's a, it was a bit... It was just to get that rough idea. We were like, oh, we need to like make this a bit more radio-ready, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, you kind of like lay down all the stone and then carve it out. Two minutes is when it goes straight <laughs> into that dreamy section and saxophones hit. And you've also got this guitar thing going on. This is why I said it sounds a little bit like funky rock music. That guitar sound that you've got, that kind of twangy, a yeah. uh, bit reverby guitar, I think. It's that chorus um, that likes to use, I think. Yeah. Chorus. I think it's like, yeah, I think I use a lot of the same uh, effect, like combos on mm. my guitar. Also, uh, the guitar I'm using has got really um, sort of twangy sound. Even when you're on the neck, Clean mode. it's still got like, yeah, it's just got that really present sound, like, are they um, they all single coil pickups? Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, but I'm always playing on the bridge pickup. I think because it's a really twangy guitar. Like naturally, I'm trying to lower the tone on it. It's really good. What I forgot to say is actually, Ice Cream Lady mm. has a Lenny Kravitz. Mm. Isn't you didn't that mention that? that, and when I saw it, I, was like, I didn't even know that. I was like, "Oh shit!" We... <laughs> Lenny Kravitz can be yeah. knocking on my door any day now. No, never. It never occurred to me <laughs> until you, you mentioned it. But I, I see that this is the little flute, the little flute bit, isn't it? Are you gonna go my way? Like, it's like a subconscious thing, maybe. <laughs> or we're scam artists. We're scam artists. <laughs> and this is all a ruse. <laughs> <laughs> this is all a ruse to get to, to get sued by Lenny Kravitz for the publicity. <laughs> no, he's hide he's hired us to like repopularize him. Oh, right, well. Putting his melodies and songs. Oh, okay. So he actually uh, originally wrote uh, that song all on the bamboo flute. Um not a lot of people know that, but because we've got that bit of inside information. <laughs> oh, so you've stolen his original bamboo flute recording yeah, of uh, Don't Tell Him Go My Way. <laughs> you can't reveal any the, of the, the master The original master tapes, yeah, but don't tell <laughs> the anyone. Master tapes, the bamboo master tapes. <laughs> so you actually recorded that on a, you've transposed that up to a flute, and the, and the, the flute is what you hear on that recording. Yeah, that is a that is me. That is a bamboo flute. Oh, hang on, I've got it here. I think this is the key I used. Oh, go on, play the play the play the. Oi. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Lenny's got more of a. 
Yeah. That was amazing. That was amazing. That, that it's reminds just... me of uh, Street Fighter. You ever played oh, Street I love Fighter? it. It's such a great little... Right, so now we're going to go actually go on to Silver Linings, it, which is the second song on the EP, and you're going to highlight the saxophone at, what, 154? 154, yeah. And why is that? What's, uh, what's so special about that uh, saxophone? It's a nice little direction change. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, the song um, is it, quite, quite a, a loop sort of thing up until that point. The, the backbeat and everything yeah. is very much a loop on, until that. And it, it really... Was it bongos? There's a bongo, yeah, constant dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun yeah, going through yeah, the whole... And that's, I think, yeah, I think that stops there. And then we just had the idea to kind of pack it out and have this really full sort of outro that fades out. It didn't, I, I, didn't, I don't think we took it quite as high as I would have liked. We had the kind of Santana thing in mind, though, just with the organ, the organs really open everything up. When they're just blaring out. Tell me what's new. I just get It's not really a change in tempo, it's just a change in kind of feel. It's like it picks up the pace a bit. And uh, I think that because I got the drum, the bongos first, sorry, the bongo track. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, this is very upbeat. And we're just like, yeah, this is good. This is like a nice little change. But the third song, it's nice to be in the middle there. You've got Ice Cream Lady, which is kind of like middle speed, (laughs) if you want to say that. Yeah. Silver Line is quite quick, and then you go really slow to purple style. Which is, in fact, the channeled David Bowie song. Oh, yes. Yeah? I was going to say for Silver Linings, I was thinking about Fleetwood Mac. I don't know if it comes across. Oh, yeah. I could, I could hear how, what they would do with that song. Like, yeah, Fleetwood Mac, yeah. definitely. Purple Souls, yeah. Fully David Bowie trying to like, do that. With Labyrinth, you said, wasn't it? Or you said yeah, to yeah, me, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It sounds, I mean, definitely. the vocals yeah, sound very like, David Bowie, yeah. So you were saying it's basically it's, that's what we've got a complete change in tempo, which from the kind of up tempo silver lining to the purple star. So what's the yeah. what's the, the the hook or the the part of this song that you think this is where something happens it's, that you want to tell? There's a lot of hooks in this song. <laughs> yeah. To be honest with you, like, and there's a there's a nice little uh, I don't want to call it reggae. You know that purple alien woman bit, Bernie? Is that oh, really yeah. singing? I don't really know. It's, it's sort of like, it's a big change and it's like a genre change and then it just goes back to the song again. I, don't, I, don't, I, I, I never really thought about it like that, but it's definitely a distinctive moment. Yeah, it's, like a, song. it's a weird vocal. It's quite high vocal. Um, yeah. But then there's also a cheeky uh, guitar solo at 238. Yeah, there's just not a lot of nice really? harmonies going on. I think vocal harmonies and uh, keyboard bits as well. Yeah. I enjoy the keyboard, playing the keyboards on that one. Oh, yeah, the keyboard is nice. Especially coming to the end when it's like fading out. Yeah, it's like, it's like a ballad, nice. like, this song. Yeah. It? yeah, it's one of, one of my favourites, actually. Same, actually. And the, the, and the bass guitar as well in that one. You, you 
bass guitar on that one, didn't you? You played the bass yeah, 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 yeah. on that song. I'm getting now. <laughs> When you guys are making uh, a song like that, you're composing a song like that, do you compose that so that they are doing different things, so that the, one of them is doing something that will support the others? Yeah, I think yeah. you're always trying to do that, even if you're not, like, you know, when you go, oh, it doesn't sound quite right, I might have to re-record it. I think that's what you're trying to, you're trying to make it fit in with the rest of the mix, basically. But yeah, I get what you mean, it has to be different, because... Yeah, the arrangement-wise and the actual sort of, you know, the harmonic structure, I suppose, or whatever you want to say. Yeah, there's a, there are different instruments are playing different parts. You know, there's not really a lot of duplication um, yeah. going on. Like, you want to be, yeah, you can add loads of instruments, but sometimes they'll just get all, like, meshed together in the mix, yeah. and it's kind of like... I mean, it was typically it with the the bass line. Alex would probably have three guitar tracks, um, you know, never doing the same things. There'd be a nice bit of rhythm and a couple of leads that you can pan left and right mm-hmm. that are, uh, you know, they're doing their own thing. And then I, you know, I might stack up a few guitars as well, kind of arpeggiated yeah, and chords. And it's yeah, yeah no, just whatever you're just putting like pieces, adding pieces slowly that. Uh, Complement what's already there. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that's why I love the on Purple Star because it's like we had this whole mix, and it's like we need to just add like a little sprinkle thing onto it, and then there's little keys there, like oh. Uh, and what is it? Sprinkle. What is the sprinkle that you've done? What's the uh, musically to speaking? I mean, I think well, for example, with the keys, we already had the bass, the rhythm. The vocals, like so, you know, all the, all that the low end stuff's kind of like there. It's like you, you're feeling the low end stuff in your ears, like the mm. mid end stuff. So it's like there's this little high end area where, like, you're kind of missing out on you could put melodies or something on there. And I don't know. It's just that it's that extra. It's like you could look at it as like a shape or something, like mm. an unfinished shape. I saw in my mind the keys are like this little bit at the top that was missing. Yeah. And then once Bernie put the keys in the top, it's like you've got a perfect whole picture there, really. It feels like a complete song. Yeah. Um, and anything else we add would feel like clutter. I think that's what the sprinkle is, you know what I mean? It's like just that little extra, you know. Like once you've added the sprinkles, like that's where do you go from there? Like, you, yeah. Unless you want to put some and fucking icing on and then another layer of sprinkles and then, yeah. you know, stack yeah. it up. Icing, yeah. Exactly, mate. It's, it's, it's cooking, mate. You're just cooking. You're baking. I think most people would probably not even realise that that's being played, but they would feel that there's something going on. And and that's what I want to try and do a little bit in this yeah. uh, interview, is kind of get the hidden bits that you've stuck in there that probably wouldn't be noticed unless somebody was specifically listening for it. Well, I, I mean, I don't think, because I, I, I kind of mixed and mastered the, the whole thing yeah. ultimately. 
I, I don't think really there was anything that we sort of hid in there. We, everything that was in yeah. there was in there for a good reason and it was kind of meant to be heard yeah. just as it was. But it's, it's difficult because, like, for me, I really enjoyed these songs. You know, I really liked them as just, I mean, you know, a fan of music and, like, I, I actually just really enjoyed them. It wasn't just like I would make some songs and release them. I think the good songs and I like the elements that are going on in there so I don't have to listen out specifically for anything in particular and um, it's difficult for for me to kind of think in that way of how somebody else is going to to hear it that's that's the thing though when you're trying to do it all yourself you know you're always going to have that bias I suppose you can hear everything loud and clear but maybe actually you haven't mixed the bass very well and someone else isn't going to pick it up so yeah so like, that's, that's my also, <laughs> also uh subtle elements we didn't most of the there is no like subtle things that you would pick up on like like synths or you know most of the stuff's just like like you know it's right there really you can hear yeah, it in the yeah. mix quite clearly but Right, so let's move swiftly on to Sweet Tooth, which is one of Bernie's uh, songs. And this is, I guess, uh, yeah. carrying on the uh, ice cream theme, Sweet Tooth, or not? Uh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, this we were heavy into the whole concept of, <laughs> we, we, you know, Ice Cream Lady obviously was the first song and we snowballed from there with it. So by this point... I knew I wanted to just have a little upbeat kind of rock and roll jointly number. You know, like um, on yeah. ELO albums, the last track on every album is always a great little rock and roll and that sort of number. Yeah. Rock yeah, anthem. No, not a rock anthem, but just a, a short like bop, just like a, a Jeff Lynne Payne oh. tribute to his rock and roll heroes sort of thing. That's all I think about. A bit. Anyway, on yeah, Titan Hold on tight to dreams, yeah. Hold on tight, yeah. Um, what's the other one? What are the other ones? You know, I'm trying to think. Now. What can't I even think? But <laughs> I love the yellow. It's gone. It's just behind. It's gone. Gone blank. And uh, Birmingham yeah, Blues. Yeah. And things like that. But yeah. Any, anyway, like um, I'm a massive fan of um, Jeff Lynne, Roy Wood, The Move, things like that. Uh, anytime I try and take the lead vocal, there's a lot of that sort of influence there, and. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. It's just a fun sort of song. I really tried to build up to fit the theme, really. And uh, I don't know. It, it, guitar solo in there. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's a short, short, sweet. I think tells a little story. Mm-hmm. Probably no one else would really understand what quite what's going on. It'd be interesting actually to know like what other, anyone else gets out of it because obviously we created this sort of universe that we currently yeah. reside in. <laughs> this is where we live now. Yeah, uh, yeah it's just be, be interesting actually. To know That's the best what, way to describe it. What others get yeah. out of it. But yeah, well, it's, it seems to be the little story of like wanting a, more, a bit of help to sell ice creams, you know, it's quite yeah. literally told in, in that way. Yeah, um, especially, you know, the current times. Ice cream makes people happy, in it. We need a bit more ice cream in the world. Yeah. There we go. There's a bit of a, yeah, that's the best way I can kind of uh, describe that one. Yeah, I wanted it to be 
uh, a sort of pace mm-hmm. changer, maybe. Because uh, I, I don't really intend yeah. maybe to have one of my own sort of songs on here at the pace that Alex was writing them. It's like, oh, oh. <laughs> let me get my stuff in as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hold on, mate. I've got some songs in it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just that. And there's a nice bit of um, saxophone that sort of comes out at the end. Yeah, yeah, it's just an excuse to get that in there. Yeah, gonna have so I mean you've got a saxophone in, in kind of just about every song I think on this on this uh, EP so far. Most songs, yeah, yeah. It's, it's I think three, that was the them. yeah that was the spirit instrument yeah. for this album. I think yeah, and it just makes everything sound really good, and especially like on Silver Lining and uh, Ice Cream Lady that fade out. Yeah, 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 lovely. It's a big thing for me so to put out music with that because I'm not, I don't define myself by any means as a saxophone player. You know, I suppose I technically I am because I've got a saxophone and I play it, but, you know, I've, I've never had a lesson. I've just sort of figured it out as much as I can, looked mm-hmm. at the fingering charts and a couple of YouTube yeah. tutorials and that. But if anything was wrong with that saxophone, I wouldn't have a clue what to do with it. Like, <laughs> there's probably some plenty of issues going on with it, like cheap thing <laughs> mind. So, but I don't know. I just try and be careful with it and get the best <laughs> sound I can. But like, like I say, there's a lot, of, a lot of takes. A lot of takes. I feel like it's a harder instrument to record. Oh, definitely. Of, like so dealing loud. with power and stuff, you know. So loud. Yeah. Like, so how did you record it? I mean, that's that's something I think. Uh, you know, getting into recording myself, how would you record? I mean, you've got a lot of wind instruments, so how do you record them? Well, the saxophone, um, it's easy, to be honest, actually. as It's, it's easier than you think. Um, just don't sort of have to play into the microphone because it's so loud. It fills up so much space. There's a sweet spot. Just Just try and find a sweet spot, really. Um, have your headphones on listen to what the microphone's picking up and just just mess well, with the position that, that you're in yeah, yeah. until you find uh, find something nice I can't remember if I recorded with a dynamic order condenser on the album I can't I can't remember so I mean you're, you're there with your headphones on lovely <laughs> and the mic somewhere so you're kind of playing and listening to what you're recording or have you got somebody else helping you out with the recording oh no no it's all it's all me it was all me yeah one man show yeah that's how Bernie that's how Bernie Stone does things Um, (laughs) that's if you know you know you've got this sound that you're producing with a saxophone and you're listening to also in your headphones how can you distinguish between where the sweet spot is it you know how do you do that that you've got well i said we like record it and listen back right. as well of course of, of course but um you know there, there is a certain amount of, of monitoring that you can get even though yeah. it's so loud there is a certain amount of i, I would just say feedback you can get really from what you're hearing on the headphones in relation to you know where you are your position yeah, with yeah, the microphone yeah. Um, but like I say, obviously that and combined with recording it and just seeing what works. Um, yeah, but it's, it, it's nice to, to put it out and kind of get a good reaction with the saxophone. It always surprised me really, but I, I love the instrument. I always wanted to get one and I'm so 
pleased with the progress I have been able to make on it. Um, but it is a difficult beast. Yeah, and, and this is a, what is it, a tenor saxophone? Bragging, mate. No, it's, a, it's just an alto or alto, 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 however you want to say. <laughs> How do you pronounce that, Bernard? Alto. <laughs> Dictionary corner. Alto saxophone. <laughs> I'm trying to think though. Like, is there a, is there something in the songs that there's like a really um, stand out? There's like in blue, in blue square in the next one. Yeah. Um, or yeah. Track. There's like a tiny little bit of saxophone that you know I know is there, and I think it's like one of the best bits in Holly P. But <laughs> so yeah, that, that's the only thing really that I could think maybe yeah if you really listen out for it that that's one of those moments but it to be honest it just didn't quite turn out as high up in the mix as I'd hoped like when listening back on Spotify and <laughs> like that so it's like yeah where did the saxophone go on that bit oh it's still there but yeah it's <laughs> yeah I mean that's in, yeah. that's in Sweet Tooth and where yeah, it goes, you go welcome to space and then it just goes no sorry not Sweet Tooth the one after that the, um, oh, the Blue Square, square. Yeah, yeah 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 yeah, sweet tooth is uh, full of saxophone. Yeah. Like you know, you ain't got yeah. now for that because it's, it's there. It's in your in your ear holes. <laughs> yeah. We got like that. The blue squares are uh, quite a uh, got a lot going on that one. This song is what a bit more up tempo. Yeah, I'd say. Um, well, not as up tempo as sweet tooth is. It's a little bit slower than sweet tooth. I want to say. Um, oh, there's a kind of a strawberry yeah, fields kind of a feel to it. Yeah, I'd say it's yeah, more like a Purple Star kind of vibe. It's more yep. like a ballad in that same kind of style almost. It's very dreamy and yeah. spacey. What's the, the idea around this song? What's going on in this song? Like blue square, you know, like, what's the word? Like you're mm-hmm. feeling blue and you feel like a square, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> That's kind of the thing. But then there's a lot of um, funny sort of sayings in there. It sounds like a, it's just like a lot of metaphors. Such as? Like, I mean, I feel like there's not like so a lonely man with a time machine. Like, you know. yeah, I just saw someone post a comment on Blue, about Blue Square and they said, uh, I love the concept behind it. And I, I kind of thought, well, I, I love the concept. And I thought, like, that's great. But I, I, I wouldn't know what, what he's on about. I love the concept, really, because it's just one of those things that the, yeah, the lyrics, I think, are very... Like, you know, there's a lot of imagery really in those lyrics. Yeah. It's quite strong, and uh, it's open to very open to interpretation. That's the way I see it. But I just thought it was interesting that someone just said that, or oh, they love the concepts. And I thought, yeah, well,
you've got a whole lot of reverb on your voice there, or not? Yeah, on Blue Square, you can. There's a yeah, lot yeah. of reverb at the beginning, um, and it's a weird vocal line. I don't know. You probably. I don't know if you know this. Is you know, an artist called Louis. No, Cole. I don't know. He's sort of like an. He's more of a YouTube artist mm. than he is anywhere else, but he st- he does that kind of quick singing style. And I was like, I was thinking, I was listening to that before I recorded. So I was like, I'm going to try this weird singing style. Oh, and what is that? What is that? What is that? What is quick, quick singing style? I mean, I don't know what that is. Like you're just briefly singing the words, like you know. It's really I'm explaining it really badly, but it's not even a singing style, really. So you mean like the line where you go, you are not a square if you don't go yeah. like that. It's quite yeah, it's a bit short. Oh, one syllable. Yeah. One syllable. That's the one. Yeah, See, we don't know these terminology. <laughs> yeah, man, we need... How long did it take for us to um, you know, come up with <laughs> what was basically, what is, the, what is the hook in each song? Like, Jesus, we just... <laughs> I'm sorry, but... Yeah, so Blue, Blue in Square a couple of the lines. the lab of intro. <laughs> That's how we should do like. That's how we should do it in the review, like the, the monosyllabic intro mm, yeah. <laughs> soliloquy. I like that. I like that. Just to alienate the fans. Right, and now then uh, we're going to yeah. come to Sugar Vision, which is another ice cream th- uh, song, or not? <laughs> indeed, indeed. Sugar Visions is a sort of a story yeah. one, isn't it? Well, quite, you yeah, don't mate. write a song like, yeah, I've got to make it a story, but I think Sugar Vision sounds like a story without going off track too much, you know? Very proud of that. <laughs> yeah, it's, quite, it's, it's like, like narrator. a very weird story. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. I suppose I'm trying to narrate, and I get it, I get it kind of. Um, so what... Uh, you got cheeky oh. keys on that song. I put one forty-four yeah. fade out. Bernie keys. And what's so uh, special about those keys? What's going on? Sprinkles again, isn't it? Just nice on the ears, really. Just, just nice on the Sorry, ears. Go ahead, I was just say, so I think it's the <laughs> sprinkles yeah, yeah, yeah. again. <clears throat> so you're just adding that into the into the high end of the mix. I'm just trying to think specifically which keyboard part that is. Um, I mean, I. No, yeah, I know the bit you mean. There's about, there's probably about three keyboard layers that come in on that part, or there's uh, one more that gets introduced to the two that have been kind of so playing like throughout. It's keyboard, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Right? Yeah, that descending yeah. thing. That's just this one keyboard that you're saying that you've added in as doing <laughs> this descending ar- arpeggio, and that's the sprinkle, let's say. Yeah, yeah Sugar Vision, you said yeah. it was a few, wasn't it? Bro? Yeah, there's just a nice little keyboardy bit that starts into the outro, which you've got. A, there's quite a, some nice bits going on in the outro. I mean, I love the bass line on Sugar Vision. I think it's a, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a pretty it's nice. kind of thing. And again, like, I'm very secure well. about my kind of bass playing and like with the saxophone as well. So it's always nice when it turns out good like that. Yeah, I'd actually, the bass made the song a lot more like head boppy. Like the rhythm feels a lot more like mm, present yeah. with the bass in there. Yeah. It's strange because at times I think like it shouldn't it shouldn't really work, but it just does. Yeah. Like, it, it just kind of does. It falls into place. But I, it's like, oh, 
Yeah, there's there's a few little bits on that outro where um, you're doing lead guitar and then I've tried to kind of mix up the keyboard a little bit to to accompany some of the lead bits you're yeah. doing. So it's more like a jam on that yeah, outro, yeah. which I like. It's, it's more like a kind of, there's a bit of riffing going on Back between us sort of thing. Ever since that day, I've never seen that mystic woman that much. I miss it, just like the sugar rush. Yeah, I like trying to get it to sound like that because I love that sort of thing. It feels like a live like session, doesn't it, when, you, when, it, when it comes yeah, out yeah. Like Do you guys <laughs> jam live, uh, kind of virtually or never? I mean, no, it's too, never. So, never I mean, jam. this whole session of what you're saying is it sounds like a jam. It's really uh, quite unique because you never actually played in the same room or even at the same time. No, I've, I think that we've we got we're on the same page though musically, yeah. and it, we're quite close at least. Um, share a lot of influences and just I, I don't know for me anyway, it just kind of come quite naturally really. Like we don't have to discuss. I don't think once we ever said this is the chord progression for this no, song. We didn't. So it was like that. I see what you mean. It's just like a jam there because you don't you're just fucking playing and. Yeah, and figuring it out, we're yeah, just yeah, building yeah. up a bit. Oh, it's, it. it's like a jam, but you yeah. one guy does something and then the other one adds something, and it's like, I mean, it's almost it's almost like a jam, but it's not spontaneous. You're taking a minute to listen to what the other person's done, yeah, slowly yeah, add yeah. to it. Yeah, it's like I said with uh, Bernie and the Muth, it's kind of a a musical dialogue. But that was that was more of uh, you know like a kind of musical dialogue between strangers getting to know each other's language but I suppose with this EP um, we're talking the same language from, from the start you know, yeah, we haven't so really had to teach each other anything yeah. um, and uh, we listen to a lot of the same stuff around the same time as well because of the playlists that Alex was uh, making like, he's made made a few playlists I still listen to them all the time they're really brilliant but Go check, yeah. check, <laughs> check the stone selection ones as well. The ones yeah, Bernie's yeah. putting together. The weekly one. Oh, yeah. That's probably good. Oh, yeah. There's, there's the weekly one, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, like a lot of the... Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of these stuff on the playlist we kind of were listening to and coming, oh, that's a great song. Yeah, have you heard this one? Have you heard this one? And uh, it's just a very natural kind of collaboration right? yeah like you if, if Bernie adds something it's not like oh yeah can you ch- like, if he change this or something it's like oh yeah, that's yeah. nice like even if I wasn't thinking of, of like a different element like, like it would be like surprisingly good like oh, just, like and you get more inspiration to add to the song yeah, yeah cool oh nice 
because like the recording I sent off to him, if whenever I do, I'm like, oh, I can't think of anything else right now, so I'm just going to send this off. And then he sends something back, and oh, I've got so many more ideas now because it's like a new. It's not a new song, but it's yeah, much a new, new impulse song. into the song to give it yeah, lift it up yeah. Okay, and that brings us then to the final song on the album, number seven, which is Rotten Con- Rotten Candy Apples. I think Bernie made this song amazing with the with it, like the way he structured everything and the way it like ends the album or EP or whatever you want to call it. I, I basically put it's a two forty jingle bell because this is this is uh, Bernie made this uh, bell jingle to go at the end of the song. Uh huh. I just think that was the nicest touch there. So two forties is jingle bells. So, I mean, what happens before the jingle bells that makes this? Uh, well, let's describe the song for us. Well, I'll start, I'll start because I sort of started this one up. It was it was something that I'd um, began a few months ago before we'd started the collaboration. Um, so it was tambourine, a bit of um, my yep. vocal sort of chanting that I've got going on. Um, there's some charango and some ukulele. I think a bit of guitar, and you know, I, I was trying to capture a, an Inca, Inca vibe, you know, the South American yeah. kind of style with that song. Um, and yeah, I, I sent that over, and I'm just trying to. You, you sent the lyrics back, and it just like the vocals back, and it just completely transformed it for me. Uh, it was a difficult one though. Because it, it's it's quite a different sound from the start to all the rest of the tracks on the EP. Like, there's no strong drum beat. There's no chorus guitars. There's not like the keyboards and things. Like um, starting up, it's it's acoustic and uh, yeah, the tambourine and and me wailing away. Um, but yeah, and I, I sent over a version with the vocals, and it's just just transform the whole thing really but it was quite easy uh, to write vocals over it though because it's like all those bass all that like the charangos and the, like it really helped me sort of what's the word like the character of the song was there like straight away because Bernie yeah, said like a whole load of instruments that were pr- it's like the meat of the song was like yeah, pretty much yeah. there and it's got like, I think there was a few more bits as well yeah. actually that got Sort of ended up not in the in the final mix. Um, I think we at one point though we even debated scrapping that because it, I was I know we actually struggling. Did. But that's like yeah, one of my favourite. <laughs> yeah, it, it works so yeah. well. It, I just I think it's a, it's a great um, 
It's a great closer. Is, Actually, yeah. I'm really proud proud of how it's how it it's turned out. It's a proper closer, closer, right? Well, that's a good way to end the EP, and it's got kind of this ice cream theme. So, what are the things that we should be looking out for on your social media, and what's next? Oh, we got. Well, I don't want to reveal too much, but like I said, Bernie's. We're talking. Bernie's building a game. A game for the, for the, so you can experience the ice cream oh. world, you know, in, in your own home. Like we're trying to immerse people in this, but um, we've also got that EP coming out, don't we, Bernie? Called Television. That's On right. the horizon, my friend. Oh, Very right. Soon. And also, we have got a live event that we're going to do, which um, we'll put to keep an eye on the um, on our social media page, and you'll find out when you can meet Alex and Bernie in person, uh, or let's say virtually in person, and ask them questions and uh, and just basically have a chat. So that's going to be coming up very shortly. So uh, all that remains for me to do for now is to say thanks again to Alex and Bernie for being great guests three times already and uh, I wish them a lot of success with this uh, with this EP cheers mate thanks for having us yeah thanks again Bernard you're welcome Bernard We hope you enjoyed this podcast and that you come away with an appreciation of the creative process and, more importantly, have found your new favourite song. All of the songs featured in the show are on our Spotify playlist, the Enron's New Favourites, and you can find all the links mentioned in the podcast in the show notes below. On Sunday the 23rd of November, there will be a chance to meet Alex, Bernie and myself in our first ever live podcast on our YouTube channel. The feed starts at 7pm Greenwich Mean Time and anyone can join in the conversation. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please hit the subscribe button. If you want to help us to continue making and growing the podcast as well as releasing new music, then you can either buy us a coffee or become a regular patron. See the show notes for details. If you're not in a financial position to do that, then you can also help out by leaving a rating and a review on iTunes. Next week... I'll be talking to David Thompson about his views on the true nature of original sin. Thank you for listening and see you next week. So we can sell more ice cream as we travel this land. Come on to the-